Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. So glad that you can join me today. If you missed any of our one, it was really lovely. I always say, check out MyFaithRadio.com. If you don't have time to hear the show live, check it out on the podcast. Love that. Dr. Marcus Bachman is sitting across from me here in the studio. He is the founder and president of CounselingCare.us. And we were chatting today about how suffering is a big part of life. And then I asked him, do believers sometimes feel like a sense of entitlement when it comes to suffering or disappointment or hurt? Like, maybe I shouldn't have so much. And then it seems like some go through so much more than others. And I'm realizing that that's kind of the human experience. And I thought maybe we would talk about that today. Marcus, welcome to the show once again. It's always good to be with you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, suffering is a hard topic, and I know that uh, we all go through it, but there is this idea that believers, well, isn't God going to protect me and and help me maybe miss out on some of this and get me through some of it, and I'm going to be able to avoid it. I've been a counselor for over 40 years, and, you know, the topic of suffering is a theme that I uh, day in and day out work with people on. And often it comes as a surprise and people are, they, they get to a point where they just don't know why. And they keep wondering when is this going to be over so that I can go back to my normal life. Mm-hmm. And you know, Bill, I think normal life has to do with suffering. I, I agree. I don't I don't think it's a chapter. I, I don't agree. think it's an experience or just one trauma. It is it's often the road that we are uh, to be on. And I think it identifies, tremendously identifies with who Christ is and mm-hmm. what he has in store for us. Isn't everything in life kind of based on resistance? Yes. We're we, always fighting against we, resistance, aren't es- we? Especially as men, we you know, put it in our pocket. We think we're going to tackle this. We're going to be tough. We're not going to feel. We're going to just get through it. And uh, whatever the cost is, we'll get through it. And often without realizing or coming into the place, where is the gift? And I use that word sensitively. Where is the gift of what suffering has to teach us? Hard times. You know, you give a, if you if you direct a child to a bowl of ice cream, um, they're really not going to learn too much from a bowl. We just had our grandkids over last week. Uh, they're not going to learn a lot from a, a bowl of ice cream. But if you have them obey the directive of you need to mow the lawn, it's a little tougher. That does teach some things. Mm. Now, I don't think mowing lawns are suffering, but it's that whole idea that. Uh, things don't come easy, and tough things that we go through in life has some lessons for us to learn, and we should expect it. Well, if you want to teach them something with ice cream, you feed them broccoli-flavored ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> make, them, 
Make him eat every bite. <laughs> you know, Bill. You'll I, teach him a lesson. I don't think you should be on the marketing of any of these really? uh, ice cream shops. I really? just, I'm just, you know, you, you're, I'm glad you're in this the field. Feels, this feels like harsh criticism to me. <laughs> And it feels like suffering. <laughs> it does. You know, yeah, and you know, suffering is all over the board what people consider suffering. There are those that consider a mosquito bite suffering. And I think, well, first of all, I should say, for those people that live in Minnesota, mm-hmm. it can be a little bit tougher. But, you know, you look at the rest of the world. I mean, everything from cancer and the loss of a loved one and trauma and, you know, devastations of so much. And then we look and compare ourselves to those that are in other countries that suffer for the name of Christ. Right. This is, there's quite a wide range of what suffering really is, what, what failure is and what hardship is. And I, I would love to hear from your listening audience when the time is appropriate. How about right now? Uh, all right. You know, everyone has gone through suffering. Everyone has experienced it. And for those of us that have experienced it and have learned something from it, how, how what, what did you do? What, what did you, how did you encounter suffering in a way that made sense or that brought you along? Um, I would love to hear what your listeners have to say. Yeah, please text that over 877-933-2484. 877-933-2484. So, Marcus, the condensed question would be, you've all gone through suffering. How did you manage it and navigate your way through it? What did you learn from it? Yeah. That's pretty much the question. Yep. I, so, I know we're not supposed to use the word success often in the Christian language, but how did you succeed? Yeah. How well, did you get through it? 877-933-2484. Sometimes failure and disappointment can add into the suffering department, but we usually see failure um, as something that can build character, you know? It, it does. It, it, you know, I have the clients that come in and often can be in resistant mode or denial mode uh, and not embrace what the lesson is in failure. Uh, what is it that God is wanting to teach? The same thing with with suffering. I think we have to understand the whole concept of why we fail and why we uh, encounter suffering. I think we live in a broken world. Mm-hmm. I know we live in a broken world. Yeah. Sin is all around us. And so whether it's our sin or the sin of others or the sin of the broken world that we live in, we will encounter oftentimes not that which we look forward to, but that which does happen to all of us. And there are lessons. There are character building. There's a strengthening that can happen. Or there can be a resistance, and there is there can be a denial, or there can be a blaming, a bitterness, an anger approach toward all of this. Mm-hmm. And, Bill, there's, there's a better way for us. Yeah. Marcus, I've got a million-dollar question, which I want to throw out now, and we'll revisit it several times between now and the end of the hour. Can a person really change? Uh, I love that question. I love that question. I think there is, without a doubt, in my mind, without a shadow of a doubt, real change can happen. It's the gospel story. It is the understanding that Christ in us 
changes us. We cannot change ourselves. We have we have some tools. I always say I have a lot of tools in my uh, little toolbox as being a therapist. And, and there's some really helpful tools and there's some, you know, uh, survival tools, but nothing changes us. Nothing changes us like the love of Christ, the reality of Christ in us, the Holy Spirit that indwells in us, the ability to make change when we cannot make change. He does it for us, but we need to turn it over, give it up, die to ourselves, and reach out and understand that he's the change maker. I've seen it. I've experienced it myself. And I, 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 you can tell, Bill, I'm starting to preach here. I can I, see that. I, I preach on this one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then does that change stick or is it something that they're doing to present a, a different version of themselves to try to get through the counseling? That, that can happen. Yeah. I have people do it as a checkoff box. I, I went to counseling. I, you know, did my assignments and they're not really fully into the heart changing. But let's also not minimize the fact that, you know, because we've given it over, because we trusted Christ in this, because we believe in it, it doesn't mean that we don't have our times of slips, times of, of, of going back. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, the movie chosen, uh, when Mary went back to her sin and yet such a shame and such an embarrassment. And the reality is she came back to Jesus and he accepted her Mm -hmm. and went on and said, keep moving, keep going ahead. And that's the story for us that sure. People can, you know. I mean, let's let's face it. We 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 can. There, there are people that can pretend and really not. Um, they can. They use the right words. There's a lot of Christianese that can go on, and people can can. Um, um, I, I would say just uh, fool us. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, and and so that that does happen. But that's not the story of Christ change. The story of Christ changes an internal change. It changes us from the heart, goes to our head and our thinking and our way of responding. And that is hope. Uh, regardless if we even have mistakes along the way, that's just called humanity. And the God of forgiveness brings us to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. We're talking about suffering today. And if you've navigated your way through suffering... Marcus, you used that term successfully with some reluctance, but I think we all get the point. You got on the other side of suffering through God's help. Maybe you would be willing to share. The first share that came in, Marcus, is this. I read the book of Job one month before my eight-year-old son was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Where was I when the earth was created? I could not ask why. That helped me get through and help him get through his sickness and passing. There are still hard days, but we have a certain and sure hope. Oh, isn't that gorgeous? How precious for that to be shared with us. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and 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 the truth is, we still have hard days. That's that's reality. And uh, and if we didn't have hard days, I'd question that because then it's not facing that which happened. But you know, Job is one that um, well he. He both cursed God and he praised God. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, 
our um, understanding that unfair things happen, unreasonable, absolutely the the worst nightmare of one's life is the loss of a child, and uh, it it happens. And so for those of us that think it will never happen, uh, I'd say that's not an uh, that's not a f- uh, understanding that's always so true. Um, as your listener obviously uh, just shared with us, so yeah, thank you for that. That was um, that's a good word mm-hmm. of of hanging on to God's word, yeah. and I think that's you know I, I I think Bill our our understanding to to hold on to God's word, to read God's word, to study God's word, to pray and have a relationship that's not just words, but it's a true relationship with the almighty savior Mm -hmm. is, is the one that does heal and get us through. And, uh, you know, I, I've said this probably a thousand times. We don't want our life to be looking in the rearview mirror and get stuck. You've known people who have been stuck with, um, the ramifications of a lost loss, a, a, a divorce, um, an unfair situation. They repeat it over and over and over and over for years. No, let's get out of that. And even if it's have hard days, mm-hmm. let's look ahead. Yeah. Drive ahead. Your uh, story, uh, your comments could really bless others today as we talk about suffering. So if you'd be uh, nice enough, uh, willing to send over how you navigated your way through suffering, because you you got through it, and if you can share how how God got you through it, uh, we'd love to hear eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. There's some great comments coming in and a couple of questions. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. He is the president and founder of CounselingCare.us. CounselingCare.us. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Carmen LeBurge. If you enjoy what you're listening to here, consider subscribing to other great Faith Radio podcasts like mine. Search Mornings with Carmen LeBurge at MyFaithRadio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit subscribe. So glad to have Dr. Marcus Bachman in studio with me. We're talking today about suffering, and if you have gone through suffering and got out on the other side and can share with us how God led you through that and what you learned, um, we'd love to hear it. 877-933-2484. Here's a comment, Marcus. Sometimes I used to think it was just me making dumb decisions, and I have over the years have learned to talk to him during different situations, and amazing things get better quicker. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that a good comment? You know, the, the truth is, if we are not asking God for his wisdom and for his input, we do make a lot of foolish des- decisions, selfish decisions, decisions that in our, in our uh, brain we just think, this is the right decision, wait a minute. There is a greater approach toward making decisions. <clears throat> and so I will say that foolishness of our own can cause suffering. Yeah. But avoiding some of, now, you know, I, I, listen, we will have suffering, but there is some suffering, some failures that we can 
truly avoid and should be if we don't just lean on our own understanding. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think when Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's a promise. Mm-hmm. That's a hope. But we also have to live with the reality that in this world, we will have trouble. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that. Which is, it brings me to my next question. This is a really smart question. Do you think most Americans have an underdeveloped theology of suffering? What would you say to give people a more resilient theology of suffering? No, I love that comment. That is a great question. I, I do, do agree that in this land that we live, which we can all v- be very appreciative, land of the free, but it's also land of the aff- affluent where we don't have to worry on are we going to be able to feed our children typically? Are we going to be able to drive a car? Yes, there's cars available. Everything is so different that we take for granted, while thousands upon thousands of people live a different life. I think there is something to be said about short-term missions and going to third world countries and understanding that the water truck, when even if the water tastes like chlorine, those that are waiting for water are so thankful. Mm-hmm. It is it opens our eyes when we when we go to the orphanage in, in Russia and find our, our baby, if that's available, with the thousands of dollars that we can stuff in our pockets to pay for this. It is a different world that we live in. So I think that the reality is we, we don't have to go to another country necessarily. We can go down to gospel mission and see things in a different way. We can... Um, understand what the homeless situation is in our own town and those that are really suffering, it puts our life and what we complain about, about those mosquito bites and that uh, the guy in front of us at the Starbucks uh, puts Mm -hmm. things into perspective. Yes, it does. All right, Marcus, here's some suffering on behalf of uh, a listener. What do you do when um, my wife thinks she knows it all? and doesn't really want to try in the marriage. Won't go to counseling, yet she calls herself a Christian, and she's become very verbally abusive. Yeah, well, that's a tough one. That's yeah. a that's a one that uh, doesn't just uh, take a week uh, of suffering. It sounds like that's probably gone on for a long time. I think we always have to look at ourselves first. Always inspect ourselves. We can easily wake up in the morning and say, you know what she's like? and then list off the things of what she hasn't done right or isn't treating me fairly. And listen, I'm not, I'm not taking away anyone's honesty about their situation, the necessity for boundaries, self-respect, and, and still motivating that person to get help. Yeah, the truth is we can't change anybody, but we do have to do a, a flashlight of introspection on us How's my attitude? Am I drawing close to Christ during this time of suffering? Have I reached him first, asking God, what about me? What do you want me to do? Do you need me? Do I need to die more to myself? Do I need to have fellowship with somebody else? Do I need encouragement in a different way? Am I relying too much? Have I made marriage an idolatry? Now, the person that's probably called in and is saying, listen, you don't know me, and I don't know you. But I would still say, Bill, take a look first at yourself and ask God, what is it that you're teaching me? And last but not least, 
don't stay in the victim mode of believing this is my life, this is who I am, and there's no other way. God has good things still in store for him. Mm, I like that. Very encouraging. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. Here's another comment besides deeper dives into Scripture, walking alongside other Christians in a similar Mm. suffering situation. In my case, I I had an adult prodigal child. Mm -hmm. So this has been a huge comfort to me, walking alongside others. Well, you know, and when you think of it, one of the fruits of someone who's going through suffering is that that person can relate to others. And if we receive that, if we accept the fact that my suffering, I have a prodigal son or daughter, and what am I to do with that? Many things, but one of the fruits is being able to walk alongside somebody else. And what an encouragement, because you know what? No one understands uh, a prodigal adult son or daughter as well as someone who has a prodigal son or daughter and has is going through that or has gone through that and has words of encouragement and 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 wisdom i i think there is a lot to be said about the gift that we give in the suffering that we have in our life for the ministry of others it is simple it's basic and it's available to all of us mm, nicely nicely stated all right, Marcus, another comment. For me, it was immersing myself and praying scripture using God's word to pray my feelings and my fears and my anxiety back to God and also the support group that I had that prayed with me and helped me learn. And I realized that I was going through the suffering. I was growing into a more compassionate and loving person. Oh, your listeners are incredible. I, yeah. I appreciate that wisdom, that understanding, that that going through with others and being ministered to and um, not allowing our feelings to be first and foremost. You know, listen, I'm a, I'm a clinical therapist. I know about feelings and I can value feelings, but I strongly am opposed to the therapist, to the counseling that says feelings are first and foremost. They're to lead us. No, that's the mistake our culture is giving to us right now. The culture is saying, go with your feelings. It's, you know, regardless of the fact that, yes, they're authentic feelings, they should never be first and foremost. Reading through scriptures and understanding our relationship with Christ, who cares about our feelings who is sensitive to our feelings, still is by faith in our relationship of intimacy with Christ that is uh, stronger than any feelings of disappointment, of anger, of frustration, of angst, Mm -hmm. then um, I I just am really strong about that, Bill. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, lots more with Dr. Marcus Bachman. I know you've gone through some suffering. I'm always curious to hear how God sustained you through it. And if you're uh, nice enough to share your story, we'd love for you to text it over 877-933-2484. It will bless others and it'll probably bless you too. We'll be right back with Marcus in just a minute.
It's the afternoon show with Bill Arno. Drive time, drive time. Let's get it started. Jump in your car. What's for dinner? It's the afternoon show with Bill Arno. If you just jumped in your car or just started making dinner and turned on the radio, I'm talking to Dr. Marcus Bachman today. Not only is he a counselor, he's a friend, and we are discussing suffering. And just during the break, Marcus and I were chatting about how suffering is such an integral part of life. And we, you know, if we if you watch enough commercials, Marcus, on TV, nobody seems to have that many problems. <laughs> you know, everything seems pretty... Pretty rosy, right? <laughs> well, I, I think that's the unfortunate part. If we put it in our mind that we shouldn't wake up with, there's going to be a problem today. Uh, there's no failure that will happen. There's no tragedy, no difficulty. Listen, I'm not saying we're supposed to look forward with you know exuberant emotion about it, although count it all joy, mm-hmm. God's word says, I do believe that we are programmed We are culturally encouraged to not think about suffering, that it is a bad thing. And I I do think we need to wake up and realize uh, uh, the the world that we live in does have um, suffering, and it should be, is a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our example is Christ. Uh, He lived a life that had a great deal of suffering. Um, and I think that's 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 our that's our guiding uh, force there. Yeah, when you talk to another believer, and maybe they're going to get some uh, results of a biopsy or something, and you know you have a tendency of saying, "Well, I I trust you're going to get good news today." Mm. And maybe we should be saying, "I'm going to pray that there's good news." Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you know, then then we get into the whole. F- name it, claim it kind of business of, of, of how we speak to each other. I, I think it is important to say, you know, I'm praying for, um, you know, the, the will of God in your life. Mm-hmm. I pray that there will be good news, but I also realize as, as, as the one that is receiving this, we don't know. We're not sure. It, we, we need to be really sensitive and careful there. We can mm-hmm. be encouraging. We can be encouraging. And because, you know, what happens when we say to someone, you know, I know the results today will be good. And then they're not good. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens to the trust that they would have in who you are? There's there's a slippage there. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, believing God's best, understanding that it is his will that will be accomplished today. Mm-hmm. But others will want to pray much more boldly than that. Boldly. And very specific and command that whatever it is that's going wrong is going to get righted. Yes, I, 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 I know all about that. But I, you yes. know, and that's that. what's wrong with a bold prayer like that? Well, you know what? I, I'm not going to criticize someone who is decided that that's their, that's their theology of, of faith. But I think that it just needs to have a balance of of when it doesn't go well, then what? Yeah, you know we're 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 we understand that the enemy the enemy is out to kill and destroy. So I understand that, and Christ is the one that heals and is the good news of our day. But I think the balance is is that horrible, sad, 
bad news happens for Christians. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't think in those terms. We don't believe in those terms because we don't want to, because our culture says no bad thing should ever happen to you. Well, while we're in this world, on this earth, yes, this will be trouble times. This will be hard times. And we need, it's a reminder that this is a temporary place. Mm-hmm. This is not our home. And we do need to be reminded. And as, as, as the worst story that's going to happen, we're, you know, we're done with this earth and we go on to the next. You know, that's pretty good news, actually. It is. We we don't we don't like to think that way. We don't want others that are you know around us. They they don't want that to happen. But the reality, the truth, the reality is the next world is so much better. Mm-hmm. And tested faith is a mature faith. Yes. Yeah. It's it's character building. Yep. I relate to people, Bill, that can tell me the story of their sufferings. I. I I, uh, I I strongly believe that I can connect with that person. I I I personally don't like when the prayer requests go up in our Bible study and they talk about someone who I have no idea who they are because there's someone distantly related and they're getting that knee operation. I I want real stories of you know I'm having tremendous difficulty this week. Mm-hmm. I I am suffering through and I need your prayer. And this is the specifics. Within a safe, confidential group, I think that is a beautiful thing to do mm-hmm. rather than praying about things that we really don't know that much about for the other person. Listen, I'm not saying that um, has to be that way all the time because sure, certainly we can pray about someone's knee surgery. But I want to know, what about you, brother? What about you, sister? Mm-hmm. That, to me, is doing life together. That, to me, is authentic living. And that brings more meaningfulness out of one suffering because we all can relate. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Marcus. In 2019, my daughter attempted suicide. Five months later, my other daughter claimed she was in the wrong body and thought she was a boy. I was devastated and crying out to the Lord. Through his mercy, he showed me my sin. I didn't put him first. My sin was a crack in the wall of my faith, and that let Satan in. I have been putting my children first. I still have hard days where I feel despair for my kids, but I turned back to the Lord. He shows me mercy and grace. And I do trust that he has a plan for my children that is so much better than my plan. Mm. Well, I certainly appreciate that uh, open um, conversation there that uh, says, what about me? I I appreciate that, um, taking that light and flashing it in in, and saying, what about my own sin? And I think God does reveal to us... um, the changes and the convictions and the hope that he has in changing us. But I also would balance that out with don't put too much of that gasoline on yourself. Don't uh, think in terms of, you know what, our adult children 
make adult decisions. Um, well, I should say they don't always make adult decisions, but they make decisions as adults. And, yeah. and you know, we can't control that. Yeah. We, we, we absolutely cannot control that. Our role as a parent when they turn of adult age, everyone thinks that's different today. It used to be always 18, now it's 21, and actually now it's 25. And I guess they say the brain doesn't develop until the late 20s. But the point is... We need to wash our hands and not sit in a place of guilt and um, shame. I think we need to, yes, ask God, what about me? And pray the best for our children and that God has a good plan for them and for me. And that our our identity and our sense of being isn't about our adult children and the messed up life that they've chosen or going through. Mm. How much do we control? <laughs> I, that was a T-ball question. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I just put we, that one on the T. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and hit it. <laughs> Let's see. How much do I control of anything? No, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have certain things that I need to be responsible for in my own life, but I cannot control the other person. And when it comes to our adult children, I cannot control them. And yet... There are parents that continuously jump in and act like, oh, they got to rescue. Oh, they got to confront. Oh, they have to tell the other person, there's their adult son or daughter, this is the way you're supposed to live. I think we need to be pretty careful of that. We have to be um, sensitive advisors. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest. You can learn more about him at counselingcare.us. He has an amazing team over there. Uh, Marcus, here's an interesting comment. I love this. God has taught me that we should always ask for his help as we have blind spots and unforeseen circumstances arise. Oh. Blind spots. Isn't that true? And when we don't think we have blind spots, we're in real trouble. That's where the trouble begins. And I just say, say that opening ourselves up. Remember, we got two ears to listen. God, speak to me. And for those that have uh, acquired close friends that would also speak into their life and given that permission to do so, and you can ask that it's being done in a sensitive way. You can just say, you know, be careful with me, but I want you to speak into my life for the blind spots that I have. That's a really helpful thing, mm-hmm. and, and it encourages change in our lives. You know, change can happen for the person who's 67, 77, 87 years old. It's harder, but it can happen. The good news is it's never too late. The sensitivity of the Holy Spirit, the sensitivity of opening up our hearts so that people can speak in, the Holy Spirit can speak in, God's Word can speak into our lives. We become real. That's a million-dollar question. It is. We can become changed people. But on our own, it's like, how much can we control? Not much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Marcus, here's another comment or a question. The Bible says that it is through suffering that we learn obedience to God. That tells me that we should embrace suffering. What are practical ways you believe we can actually do that? (laughs) That's a great question. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I think it has start. It starts with the attitude. Am I am I wanting to be obedient? Do I desire to hear God's word, His message, His plan for me? And 
I think God is speaking to us about doing hard things. I think that is a path of our life. And if we have that attitude that we're to do hard things that God has called us to, then that most likely will be a discipline and obedience and included in that will be suffering. So having that as a mindset, as a openness, I mean, uh, I I think when we're going through uh, suffering, I think we need to understand how am I responding to it? What am I learning from it? And through it, am I am, is my response demonstrating faith, the love of God, and the love of God for others? And is Christ changing my character? Mm-hmm. That kind of an attitude opens up um, the understanding of obedience and what suffering is involved in all of that. Mm-hmm. I want to take a five-person survey. So when I get five answers, survey's over. So the survey question is this. On a scale of one to 10, how much are you suffering right now? 10 being the most and one being the least. Oh, If you'd be willing to share that after I get five uh, entries, uh, the I will close the survey and then we'll have a... Uh, <laughs> We'll have a, an answer. So if you... That's can, pretty good, Bill. I like that. That was spontaneous. Well, it was because everyone's suffering, but I'm just curious as to where you are on the suffering scale. And I'm curious to see if the if the three out of five, that would be the majority, yep. are suffering over five. Mm. So 10 would be the worst, one would be the least. If you'd be sending that over 877-933-2484, Dr. Marcus Bachman is my guest and we'll be right back. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting myfaithradio.com. I'm back with Dr. Marcus Bachman. We're talking about suffering. And this is a challenging, difficult topic, but... We're trusting God is able to navigate you through your suffering. And I just asked, I'm looking for five listeners to say what they're suffering on a scale of one to 10, where they're at. So one would be very little, 10 would be I'm at my max. After we get five five numbers, I'm going to shut it down. And we're one away from getting the, the fifth. So 877-933-2484, and I'll like to share the results after I get my fifth. So uh, while we wait for that, Marcus, let's talk a little bit about uh, failure because it seems that Paul was saying, you know, I I don't do what I want to do. And what I don't want to do, I do. To me, that sounds a little bit like a guy who's battling with some kind of ongoing failure. Call it sin, but sin, failure, it all seems to be... Well, it certainly was frustrating. It was something that he didn't like, uh, but yet he wrote about it and uh, wrote it for a purpose. And I think the purpose was uh, one of the reasons is to identify that he is human and that uh, we all um, have goals and we have desires that we don't reach and 
we fail at. And I think that um, that's just an honest statement about us being human. Mm-hmm. There's there's something about relating that we all can relate to that. And I think that has value in understanding ourselves. And so, yes, um, failure is a huge arena that uh, nobody wants to admit. Typically, they do not want to admit they have failed. Mm-hmm. They haven't reached their, their goal. It doesn't matter if it's weight loss. It doesn't matter if it's getting the promotion or earning the, the right amount of money or or I have failed in my marriage or raising my... It does, it, it, you know, there's, there's a multitude of failure um, examples. And I think that, uh, that, that our humanness says we have experience, we do fail, even though we don't desire to. Mm-hmm. All right, Marcus, on the scale of 1 to 10, how much are you suffering? 10 being the most, 1 being the least. I have my 5. I've got a 3, a 4, a 7, and two eights. Ah, so the ones be uh, above, I'd say, 4 or 5 were very honest. The other ones were in denial or pocketing away their <laughs> suffering. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe this is a beautiful summer day. Maybe so. And they're yeah. listening and they're on their, their, their floaty on the, on the uh, pool and they're just thinking, you know, life is really good. And so I want to say... God bless you for being in that spot. And we all know that uh, that may not be the same tomorrow. So. But but you know the, the 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 small survey that's taken there is is really a reflection that people are all over the place and lean more toward um going through hard times. Mm-hmm. Marcus, can you compartmentalize suffering and say, look at I I'm in the middle of a lot of suffering right now, but I'm going to just try to put it on hold and go to the Twins game tonight. Yeah. Well, Bill, the truth is I have dealt with um, a huge number of people that have encountered a very uh, difficult time in their life, um, uh, loss, significant uh, divorce, um, and they have absolutely put it on the shelf because you know what? Um, we don't have, I don't have time for that. I've, I've got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other part is people really don't want typically to listen to my story over and over and over. And we know that um, unless you have some good friends. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, yes, um, you can pocket it so long until you just leak out. And leaking out means for no reason you think, all of a sudden you start crying. All of a sudden you're so angry. All of a sudden you you react and you know it's not a normal reaction to life events. But because you've not taken care of dealing with what you need to at the time, um, it is it is unfortunate that there are people that have dismissed, belittled, Unminimized, mm-hmm. and 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 I think actually the worst is is when they do it for other. They try to do that for other people, mm-hmm. and say basically, you know, a husband wife situation. 
they suffer differently. They react differently to a loss, uh, to a difficult situation. They just react differently. And when they start telling the other person that you should, you need to, I think that's that's up to that person. And even for the person that tries to skip through it or to, you know, just um, not, they, they end up pocketing it away. In time, in time, it will leak out and they'll have to deal with it. Um, and, and, you know, this, I, 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 I need to be careful because there are people that respond to suffering with depression uh, that lasts their whole life. And they never uh, become un- undepressed. Mm-hmm. You said just a minute ago that people that repeat their problems over and over and over, do you think that they're paralyzed? Or do you think they have no plan for resolution? Or they're not putting their faith in a situation where God will help them get out of their troubles? I don't know if I said that well. Well, that's right. You gave me three choices, and I'll yeah. choose a fourth. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> or, or are they just are, are are they just not going to deal with it ever? Yeah, that's you know? maybe better. And 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 I think that those are, those are you know you know there's the old book called Happiness is a Choice, and for those of us that have gone through truff, uh, suffering, uh, we need to get through it with the help of others, with God's word with the encouragement of, of having that personal deep time of relationally praying and inter, and uh, belonging to a God that personally knows us. And I, I believe that um, that's probably the quickest way to get unstuck. The, 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 the understanding that suffering will happen to all of us. And so, you know, in some ways we can say bring it on. I'm still human. I still will feel. I still will be surprised in some ways because we never know what what kind of suffering will happen. But I think ultimately, um, we 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 need to minimize the um, ability that we think we can just get over this quickly and without going through the process of what suffering is. You know, I I I so often appreciate when people relate that they're suffering in as a as a understand Christ to be our example we will never suffer the ultimate suffering that he has gone through but we can relate more to our friend who has suffered like Jesus and that helps us go on to our next chapter hmm so good, Dr. Marcus Bachman, you know, the, the whole topic of suffering and the fact that we've just dis- discussed today that it is just part of the fabric of life and that we should not welcome it, but say, okay, Lord, this is what you've given me to do today and I didn't see this coming. And sometimes suffering looks really random and it looks like, what is the purpose of this? And how am I supposed to understand this? And if we understand that's for ourselves, we need to also understand that for others so that there is not a judgment, a shame, or, you know, what have you done that you would have such incredible suffering? I think we need to be watching our attitudes, uh, being compassionate 
toward the other person who is suffering mm-hmm. and allowing the the tools and and sometimes really uh, just to shut up. Yeah. Just not to say a word and just be present. Yeah. This might be a great counselor question, but this comment, uh, sometimes I've repeated a story until I get a response that shows someone understands. Now, sometimes you go into a counselor's office like yours and the person would describe their concerns and their issues and their pain. And the counselor says, I understand. Yeah. And they go, finally, someone gets me. (laughs) Right. It's and, and, and. I'll say it even this way. Strangely enough, because I have the PhD diploma on the wall, they think that, well, a person of that educational backdrop understands me, then it really means something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. I mean, as long as someone with two ears is able to say, I get it. Mm-hmm. I am sorry for what you've gone through. I repeat back to them what they are, they're telling me, mm-hmm. and I and I genuinely, authentically hear them. That is such a relief and a release. Yeah, for their from their prison sentence. Yeah, they get, it's tremendous. They get to say, "Hey, someone finally gets me." Yeah, yeah. And once you feel understood, you might be a little bit liberated. Yes, and you don't have to be a counselor to do that. Exactly, just we, someone with two ears. And and you know, it doesn't have to cost a dime. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's I, a sweet I, deal. I love it. The body of Christ. Yeah, it's spectacular. Marcus, thank you once again for coming on the show. I always like seeing you and chatting, and I know listeners love hearing your wisdom, and today talking about suffering, not an easy topic, but nope. I thought uh, we learned a lot, and some of the sharing that the listeners did is has been very meaningful, not only for us, but for other people tuning in. Great listeners. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Bill. All right, that is our show for the day. Dr. Marcus Bachman and his staff can be reached at counselingcare.us. So glad that we were able to spend this time together. I can't wait for tomorrow. Dr. Mark Muska is going to join me, among others. I'm looking forward to spending time with you. Have a great night, and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.